This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. After 320 days, 56 tournaments, it's the final tournament this year on 2023 on the ATP Tour Canada. Uh, lots of trips abroad for myself and our senior ATP Couture handicapper, Sean Calvert, who's just about to join me here. But it's the last one. It's the last tournament, Sean. It's, it's the last tournament of 2023. It's the tour finals. Um, you look at it, you think the top eight players in the world are in action in Turin. It should be a real humdinger of a tournament. But it's mm. one of these tournaments that doesn't really do it for me or you, I suppose. No, I mean, can you think of any classic matches at the tour finals? Not really. Ever? Not really. If you really, really thought about it, maybe you could think of like a couple, but it's normally, I mean, I don't want to be too cynical about this, but it, 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 that's kind of what the ATP have you believe, isn't it? Because this is just about money, isn't it? It's just about cash. It's just about raising the profile of the ATP. You know, it's great for Turin because I was looking at the tour calendar. I put my new calendar up for 2024, actually. And, you know, Italy don't, are one of many countries that don't get, for me, enough tournaments you know i looked at if you count if you count monte carlo for example as, as being in france france has got seven tournaments on the atp tour italy's got what rome mm. portugal's got one you know it, it's 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 all it's all a bit wrong but yeah as far as this particular tournament is concerned yeah, the players are coming here you know it's 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 great for them yeah they're earning a lot of money uh the atp are getting a lot of money tv rights and all the rest of it but you know these players are tired. They really are, and it's that's that's one of the reasons why you don't get great matches because it's it's a lot of tired players being wheeled out for one last time in what's been a very long season for you know for everyone. Yeah, and uh, I suppose the race is quite exciting. You know, the places up for grabs: Herbert Herkash and obviously Taylor Fritz just missed out. They'll be uh, on, on standby here. Usually, you get an alternate that come in because one of the players pulls out injured. And this year, no surprise to see injuries surrounded by the top two in the betting. We'll come on to the betting in the market. Who are the alternates? Actually, I haven't looked. I think it's Fritz and Herkash, isn't it? Do you remember that time when Stepanek come in as alternate? Because somebody, it was, it was quite a few years ago, Stepanek was number, somewhat like number 26 in the world. And somebody pulled out and about the, the rest of the alternates were asked right the way down to number 25. And they all said no. And Stepanek <laughs> came in off the beach. He was in Mexico or somewhere. And he didn't even have his rackets always closed. And he rocked up and he played in the tour finals. Then were the did, days. Did you reckon, I'm, I'm flying out Tuesday, should I take my tennis racket? Just in case, I'm not sure you're ranked. Are you? I think that's the problem. Well, um, well, <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could, I could get just play a couple of matches. Well, I mean, if it gets desperate, I saw last year. I looked around the, the court. The average age was about seventy-five. So I'm sure I'll be all right. I'll be okay. You could but, probably uh, give it a go. Yeah, you know Radic Stepanek, but you might do a job. I'm, 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 I'm more mechanical than Radic Stepanek. I mean, he was a mechanical player. Um, I'm. Um, it's the one thing about it, it. I'm flying out there on Tuesday morning. I was there last year. Turin is not the greatest of lively cities it's very very quiet. never been it's a it's bright it's picturesque you fly a lovely flight in you fly over chamonix over the uh, chamonix over the um over the alps beautiful <clears throat> scenery out there and, and you've got like the mountain range all around true and it's beautiful and you can walk across to the city but it's not 
really that not, nothing's going on. Juve play there, right? Yeah, but it's not apart from that. This it's a chat. It's a, it's a it's an international break as well, so there be no no football. But it's um, it's it's quite a quiet city. I mean, it's not much to do. I mean, it's hardly anything to do really. A couple of squares and a couple of coffee bars, but. Sounds like most of the place I went to in Germany this year. To go from Las Vegas to Turin is, is a slightly slight difference. But the thing is, the temperature will be very cold as well. So I'm going to be wrapping up more. But uh, you can follow my adventures in Turin in the coffee bars if you like that kind of thing. I find a nice cappuccino. Um, yeah, show us what it's like. I've not been. I'm not, and frankly, I'm not going to go. So <laughs> I, went, I went last year. I went last year. I went last year to the to the finals. But um, yeah, it, it's very, very quiet. Very, very quiet. Um, just another thing we're looking at here. I mean, we, we spoke about the incentive for these players and also they're absolutely exhausted. One of the big sort of things that you, you do and you you intensively, extensively do throughout the season is look at the underdog winners. Now, if you look at this tournament here, I mean, you know, the, the men's game has been dominated by Nadal, Federer, Djokovic for the last how many years now? <clears throat> if you look at the tour finals, Djokovic did win it last year, but that was his first success since 2015 and Nadal has never won it. Um, Federer didn't have a great success on it. You know, he did it in his early career, but towards the latter of his career, he didn't, he didn't have an early success on it. And mm. we look at it's it's won by sort of the guys who are, who are breaking through. They haven't made a major. Zverev has won it a couple of times. Sits past Medvedev, and who can forget the final in 2017 with Dimitrov beat Goffin. I mean, I, I thought that must have been a mistake. I had Dimitrov that year. Oh, 20, that 20, 20 to one, I think he was. Well, let's hope we can replicate that form. But what it what it is here just suggests that these favourites are, as you say, are exhausted if you are looking at opposing favorites this does look a tournament especially on the on the tournament winner market where favorites are mm. gettable yeah not on the match the, the match winner market it's been match odds market it's been much more feast or famine um there have been either three four or five underdogs in the whole tournament every single year bar two since 2010 i think one of those was last year when there was a, a load of dog winners um yeah, there was nine. There was nine and ten in the two years when there wasn't three, four, and five. So it really has been not a great tournament generally for underdog backers. But occasionally you'll get one where an absolute load of them win. So it's it's it, it is unpredictable, and that that's because the players are, you know, the, you don't know whether they're really up for this or not. As you say, Djokovic hasn't won it since has only won it once since two thousand and fifteen. Um, Zverev has done well here. You know, it's it, it it's a tough one because it's you, the form isn't isn't really worth much, is it? It's how fit they are, what energy levels they've got, and, and the motivation. It's, it makes it very difficult. Let's have a look at the outright market. Now, uh, if you're unfamiliar with this tournament, just to explain to you how it works. There's two groups of four. We'll come on to the groups in a minute. The green group and the red group. Uh, the winner of the green group plays the runner-up in the red group, and the winner of the red group plays the runner-up in the green group in the semifinals, and then we have the final, the two winners there. And then that is it done for 2023 until we return over in uh, New Zealand and Australia. Uh, at the end of next month. Um, let's have a look at the outright market. Novak Djokovic, as we say, has a poor record in this tournament, but he is the defending champion. He is uh, the, the current Paris... Should we do the conditions, actually? Sorry, mate. Should yeah, we do sure. the conditions? Because it's sure. quite important, I think. Because sure. Sorry, mate. Because um, it's been really quick. The, the reason I want to mention this is because it's been really, really fast the last two years. Well, the only two two years that it's been interesting. You were there last year. You probably remember it as being really quick. I should imagine. I watched it's Felix Auger-Aliassime beat Rafael Nadal. It was the only match I watched. Was it? Did he feel like it was quick? I mean, well, I just opposed Rafa Dow was injured. He was shocking, and he had a long season. And it, I think I, you know, I think most people would have been in that day. But it, that, that was the only because you only get one match. That you get one match and one doubles match in a session. 
So oh yeah, you, then it's then it's you, the, the evening session. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah. have one evening session. So you, you're, it's a luck of the draw. I'm going on. I'm going on uh, Wednesday. Hopefully, I might see a, a, a decent match. But yeah. last year it was Felix Auger team against um, against Rafa for me. So you couldn't really gauge your conditions because. Well, I'll give you the stats. Injured. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you this. So there's 245 meters of altitude there. Um, it averages 87% holes and 76.8 first serve points won in the two years in Turin. And 50% of the matches have featured a tie break. Set one over 10 and a half games came in seven times out of 15 last year. Casper uh, Rude somewhat predictably called it blistering fast. Um, Nick Kyrgios called it quick, low bouncing, and the ball skids through. So these stats, unless they've changed it, because they can change it, it could be dead slow this year. They could have totally changed it. We don't know. But if you're going on the um, on the two previous editions that have been in Turin, maybe, maybe they did that because Berrettini was playing. He's obviously not there this year. They might change it. But if you're going on previous editions, then it's it's quick. Yeah, quick. And obviously, we've got the Italian player in the Yannick Sinner. I, I, th- I would thought they would try to get it to suit his game, but what is what is his game? He, you know, what he's very effective on quick courts. So there's no reason for it for it to be slow. I I, I wouldn't have thought they'd make it slow. Um, no. In the past, it's been quick, but as I say, we don't know yet. So let's have a look at the outright market. Novak Djokovic, as I say, is plus one thirty. He's the defending champion, but prior to that, hadn't won this event since 2015. Has a pretty shocking recent record in it. A Carlos Alcaraz is plus three seventy five. Uh, the Wimbledon champion is coming towards the end of a long season and looks exhausted. Doesn't look fit. Um, and he's probably there just to pick up a nice big paycheck. Whether he can last the distance, I'm not so sure, but his performances in recent weeks have nowhere near been that what we saw at the early part or the middle of the season. Uh, Yannick Sinner, the Italian, obviously he's well-rested, didn't play in Paris, um, pulled out the tournament because he was exhausted, because of the scheduling that he found himself exhausted in Vienna. So he's going to be nice and rested in front of his home support. And unlike a lot of nations, the Italians... Uh, really do get lifted by the home support. Uh, Daniel Medvedev is plus 650. Then we have four sort of uh, underdogs. Stefanos Sitsipas showed some signs of improvement, uh, 16 to 1. Andre Rublev must be absolutely exhausted again. A real long season for the Russian. He's 16 to 1. Alexander Zverev has a good record here, but he has a lot of things off the court to to worry about at the moment. He's 20 to 1. And Holger Rune uh, is also 20 to 1. Had a very, very bad end of the season, but uh, again, it's come to a little bit of form uh, in the last few weeks, in making the, uh, I think it was the semi-finals, wasn't it, when he played, uh, or quarter-finals, when he played Novak Djokovic in Paris. Um, yeah. Djokovic and Alcaraz, they're the top two, unsurprisingly, mm-hmm. plus 130 and plus 375, but there is huge question marks about both of them uh, heading into this uh, season finale. Well, there's certainly question marks about Alcaraz. He's, he's, a definite fade for me. We'll talk about his match in a bit, but um, you know, he was he was dreadful, wasn't he, in Paris against Safilin? I was very happy that he was dreadful because we took Safilin plus plus one and a half sets, didn't we? At a very nice price. I mean, he, it's hard to overstate how bad he was in that in that match against Safilin. He was dreadful. There was no there was no timing. There was there were shanks. He was the movement didn't look. It, he looked miles away. Unless he's two hundred percent better than that, he's got no chance in, in this tour finals. Um, Djokovic, I would suggest, is the, very much the stronger of the two. Um, but I'm taking I'm taking somebody else. I'm not taking either of those two as my outright. 
Well, let's just give you a little look at the groups before we come on to your actual picks so we'll know how the groups go. So obviously in the green group, we have four players, Novak Djokovic, Yannick Sinner, Stefan Tsitsipas and Holgerbrun. And the odds to win the group are available on the Bet Rivers website. Head to the Bet Rivers website. Uh, Djokovic is minus 182 to win the green group. Sinner is plus 270. Tsitsipas is 650. Holgerun is nine. And in the red group, we have Alcaraz, Medvedev, Rublev, Zverev. Alcaraz is plus 130. Medvedev is plus 170. Rublev is plus 420. And Zverev is plus 575. So they're the groups. Uh, two from the top two progress through to the semi-finals. Um, so we're not going to be taking Djokovic. Um, just think that his record here is, is is pretty poor. He did win it last year and he's had a, a tough week. He, he, was, he had injury concerns. You know, he had injury concerns against Rune. He had injury concerns uh, against Dimitrov, I think it was as well. Um, yeah, so, he said he was sick, doesn't he, at the start of the week? He said he yeah, was on the, so, on so the toilet. He, Coming in, coming in with injury concerns. Alcaraz, as Sean is to touch on there. So we're going to fade the top two in the betting. So where is our money, Sean, on the tour finals? I think we have to take Yannick Sinner. I've, mm. I've taken him already at six to one. If you look at the stats um, of this season. He's he's very, very close to Djokovic. I mean, Djokovic just touched on Djokovic's stats away from Clay this season. Um, Djokovic, by the way, has won 95% of his matches. I think he's 38 and two away from Clay. But his service points won and return points one total is 111, Djokovic. Sinners is 109, only two points behind, with an 82% win rate, 109 service points, one return points, one total. That's better than Alcaraz, who's on 108. Um, obviously, he showed good form here in, in 2021, Sinner. He came in as an alternate, didn't he? I think it was Berrettini, ironically, that got injured. But he came in as an alternate, beat Herkash easily. Then he lost in the final set tiebreak to Medvedev. Um, you would think that he's the one that's going to want to win this more than the rest, not just because mm. he's playing at home, but because this will be a, a statement win for him, won't it? You know, we, we said at the start of the season, I, you know, I backed him in Indian Wells and Miami. I said he was going to win a Masters 1000. I wanted it to be one of those two. Of course, it was the very next one later on in Canada. Um, so I feel like if he, this, he obviously hasn't won a Grand Slam. This is, in his eyes, probably the next best thing. Um, he's well prepared. He's got the crowd behind him. He's got the stats. He's got the form. I think he's the he's the the obvious choice. If you if you're not taking Djokovic and Alcaraz, I certainly wouldn't take Alcaraz. The Yannick Sinner. Everybody will be aware of that. I'm so keen on Yannick Sinner. He's like the the player I've highlighted for for the last couple of years. Who I think that could potentially be better than Alcaraz. And I've got so much criticism saying that. Um, where they are now, obviously, physicality and, and the ability now, obviously, Alcaraz is, is a lot better. But I, I think Sinner's got other levels to go into. I, re- I really, really do. Physically, and, he definitely has, yeah. Yeah, but I think he's got, I think he's got, I think he's more talented. I think he's much more talented. I think he's got the brute force. He hasn't got the, the power that Alcaraz has. And, you know, he hasn't, he probably hasn't got the heart and, and the desire, which we've seen it, it go spades with, with, with Novak Djokovic. But I think just, but watching him, he's got everything you could possibly ever have in the tennis. He's graceful around the court. He's got a big serve. He's got everything about him. And I think next year will be Sinner's year if he can build. And, and he's a confident player. He won the tournament in Vienna. He was fantastic in that tournament. And he beat Medvedev. And Medvedev had a great head-to-head record against... Um, he's beat him a couple of times he, now, hasn't he? In the last and he overcome months. that head-to-head in, a, in mm. a final. That is massive for him. If he can win this tournament, I think next year he goes in with so much confidence... And that's what this kid is lacking. I think he's lacking a little bit of confidence. And um, I'm looking at him now already to win the Australian Open. He's double figure prices with Bet Rivers. He's you know he's he's double the price of Medvedev with some firms. Um, yeah. 
I think the way that he's going, he could be sort of a clear third favourite. And if Novak Djokovic, we keep saying every year, does go a little bit backwards, he will inevitably go backwards. If he does go backwards, Yannick Sinner is the one I feel that could could really be the value here. So if we, if we're looking at him now to win this tournament with these with these players, in, obviously we know they've got injury concerns. But the Australian Open is only. It's scary to say, but it's only like eight, eight yeah. weeks away now, and he's ten to one to win that with Bet Rivers. And I think if you are you are you are looking for 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 an anti post bet or a future bet, if Sinner can win his tournament, his confidence will be sky high, and you he will be going off at half the odds of that ten to one. I think yeah, I think it's the physicality element that still worries me. It doesn't worry me in this tournament because it's a very relaxed schedule, isn't it? You, you you're not playing long matches, and you're not playing them back to back. There's a lot of rest in between, so that doesn't worry me. But I'm still not totally convinced about him as far as Grand Slams are concerned. That's the only worry. Technically, mm. you know, he's got everything. What the only thing that he he doesn't or did, hasn't had in the past, you go back to that Wimbledon match against against Djokovic when he had chances in pretty much all the sets and all the big points. He played poorly and Djokovic played well. Um, so there's that mental element which needs slight improvement. But, the, but as you say, the confidence of now beating Medvedev. A tough matchup for him back to back will will be great for him and and the physicality element he's got the off season to work on that. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't put anybody off backing him to win majors. Yeah, I remember when Alcaraz two years ago Alcaraz went in the off season. He come back at the Australian Open. He looked he looked massive. He looked like a bodybuilder. I'm I saying mean, absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what it's amazing what these tennis players can do in two months. Mm. But I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Sinner come back a little bit bulkier. But I mean, there's no doubt about it. This guy has got everything in my opinion, and I I I have a criticism before about it, but I stand by my statement. I still think that Yannick Sinner will break through. And become, I think it's a future number one. I, I think you know, I think him and Alcaraz will be the top two tennis players in the world for years to come. And I think they'll be traded majors, and the, and the rest will be playing second fiddle. That's my opinion of later tennis is at the moment. If you disagree, give us a comment. If you you know you're more than welcome to a discussion with me on that. But I think at the prices, Sinner definitely. I agree with you, Sean. If you're lucky enough to take the six to one, great. He's still available at five to one. Still a better five to one, Sean. Yeah, obviously not as not ideal, but yeah, I think he's the. The standout, if you're not taking, I mean, Djokovic is the obvious choice. If you're not taking Djokovic, and you know, there's reasons not to. Um, I think Stinner, Stinner, Stinner is still, uh, still the guy to be on. Yeah, yeah. The so only other far... one I would say, if you, yeah. the only other one, if you're thinking of throwing a bit of pizza money at a much bigger price, Rune is potentially the one that I would do that with if I was going to, because you do often get, as you said before in this show, that, that you do often get some very big price winners here, don't you? And it's players that. You wouldn't necessarily think, well, he's he's the standout, but Ruin could be coming in at the right time. You know, he's had a dreadful summer. Now he's got Becker. You know what? He seems to be enjoying this link up with Becker. He's he's coming to the net more. He's if it is quick conditions that 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 will potentially aid that style of play that he's trying to implement. Um, twenty eight to one. I mean, the biggest price of of any player. That's probably the one I'd throw my pizza money at. But my main bet would be Sinner. Yeah, and he looked, he looked well. He looked good last week. He looked good last week. Holger in, um, pushed Djokovic all the way, and and that's he doesn't the fear these guys either, does he? Sorry, no. he does, he, he's not. He's not that kind of personality, like a Rublev who thinks, "Oh God, I'm I'm playing the world number one here." He's he's not like that at all, is he? If anything, he's too far the other way, um, overconfident, you might say. But better to be that way. And I think he's, as I say, he's perhaps the one if you want to be on a a real big price one. 
let's have a look at some matches for tomorrow. Now, this tournament starts, we're recording this on Saturday. The tournament starts on Sunday. It's Sunday morning, Eastern time. And the first match on court is 8.30am. It's Yannick Sinner, our pick. Tournament pick up against Stefanos Tsitsipas. These two are no strangers to each other, but it's the Greek Tsitsipas who has a very, very commanding head-to-head lead. He leads 5-2 uh, in the records, but the last time they met was in 2023 this year in Rotterdam. And uh, Sinner won very easy, 6-4, 6-3 in the round of 16. Yeah, was and yeah, and he also bet in the Australian Open, but Sitsipas has come through an epic five-setter. But as Sean has touched on there, Sinner in the majors that have a best of five sets, you probably wouldn't be trusting him for your money. And that's been the case in the two Grand Slam meetings between these sides, uh, these, sides these, uh, these two players, which uh, Sitsipas has won. So the most recent win, uh, Sean was in there in Rotterdam, in the Netherlands, 6-4-6-3 to Sinner. Um, minus 215. I, I like the chance of him at $5, but... Minus two fifteen, I, I wouldn't. He wouldn't be carrying. I just want to bet him for the to the win it. Yeah, there's no value in that. I don't think. If we look at what Sitsipas has done in 2023, he's not had a great year at all, has he? Nil and six win loss against top ten opponents. He's lost ten of his last eleven matches against top ten opponents. The only one he did win was here last year when he beat Medvedev in a final set tiebreak. So. No form against the, the the best the best players in the world. Away from clay this year at main level, sits a pass. They're all right stats. Sixty five percent win rate and a, a one hundred four service points, one hundred ten points, one total. His serve has been fine, not a problem. Ninety percent holds, but as I've said numerous times on this show, return return game isn't up to it. He's only won thirty three percent of his return points away from clay this season at main level. If you contrast that with Sinner, Sinner's won forty one percent of points of return points at main level. Um, so a much better Sinner, a much better returner, arguably an equal equivalent sort of level of, of server. Um, as we mentioned, Sinner beats it to pass very easily in Rotterdam. It's very impressive. That day was, was Yannick Sinner. Uh, and on all, all the form this season, it, it, it seems like a likely Sinner win, but the odds are short, aren't they? Um, given Sitsipas's strong serving stats, um, and assuming that the conditions are the same, as previous years, I'd be tempted with the over 10 and a half games in, in set one. When I looked earlier, that was a 2.85 plus 185 chance of better rivers. I think that's probably where I'd be going if I was having a bet in this one. Yeah, 10 and a half is a big number on total games. It's plus 185 over 10 and a half. And as Sean said there, last year here in Turin, there's about a 50% chance that these matches went over 10 and a half games in the opening set. You can get plus 185. So that's... Uh, that's around about, uh, what's that, 34% chance of happening, about something that happened 50% chance. So that's a little bit of value there on the totals. Remember, there's 29 different markets available with Bet Rivers. We have the handicap, which is two and a half start for Sitsabas, and we have the total games, which is 22 and a half as well. Check the Bet Rivers website. And remember, this match starts at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. So an early start Sunday, tournament goes through. Uh, for the week in Turin, but it starts tomorrow, Sunday morning, 8.30. That's why we're coming to you a day earlier. A little bit later on in the afternoon, the evening session, obviously you get one match in the afternoon and one match in the evening. The evening session is Novak Djokovic against Holger Rune. It's a repeat of the quarterfinal last week in Paris, which I was watching by the, by the screen, Paul. Um, watching that on a big screen, hoping that Holger Rune could get the job done. I thought we had a chance in set number two, but it wasn't to be. But the one thing that I would say about these two, whenever they play, they're always quite. They're always long games. Overs mm-hmm. are cashed in all four of their matches. Holger Rune and Djokovic. They're two wins apiece. Um, Djokovic has problems with Rune, um, and I think what you touched on there, Rune doesn't really fear uh, him there and doesn't pay him the respect. And Djokovic doesn't like that when players he don't doesn't. pay him the respect. Um, no fear here. 
Two uh, wins apiece, but a very heavy favourite. Novak Djokovic is minus 455. Holger Rune is plus 340. A lot bigger odds than what they were last week when Holger Rune played uh, in this match. But plus 340 is the price. No, he was 3 to 1, wasn't he? Just a little About bit bigger. the same. Uh, yeah, so plus I've, 340. I've got 4.49 he was priced up at Rune. Yeah. So it's roughly the same, isn't it? That give or take. And the spread um, is four and a half, and the total here is 22 and a half. As I said, the Overs has cashed in every single one of their four meetings, and it's over 22 and a half here at even money. And if you want to go for that Sean pick again on the what the stat here, over 10 and a half, plus 190 is what you'll get over 10 and a half in the first set here. And that would have cashed easily last week in Paris. Yeah, this looks a tough one for Djokovic on the, mm. on the career series. As you said, it's been a tight series, hasn't it? Djokovic quite some way ahead in the service points one return points one titles of those four meetings 105 to 95 not not totally dominant but you know a decent advantage which explains the price on on Rune but Rune's yet to lose in straight sets isn't he to Novak Djokovic I looked at what Djokovic has done in his opening set of the tour finals and he hasn't actually dropped a set in his opening match of the tour finals since 2013 when Del Potro took a set off him he's only lost his opening match once since it became the tour finals when it changed from the Masters Cup in 2009. Do you know who that who who the player player was that beat him? I'll I'll give you a prize if you get this. 2009. He's, um, he's only no, it wasn't in 2008. It was in 2011. But he's only lost his opening match once since 2009. It was right. it was to this guy in 2011. 2000 Lubicic. No, you're in roughly the right part of the world. Janko Tipsarovic. I wouldn't have got that in 2011. So so he's got a great record in opening opening round matches, opening round robin matches of of the tour finals. But did he get in the tour finals? I think he got in as an alternate or something. I think it was a bit of a a bit of a go on, mate. You can have this one sort of thing from Novak Djokovic that year. I think it was one of them. You know, they're they're good friends, aren't they? So he probably just was a bit less than hundred percent there, Djokovic. I remember watching that match actually. That's how far back I go. Um. But this is, I think this is tougher. He's, he has played some pretty mediocre opponents in these opening matches of the Tour Finals. This is not one of those, I don't think. I think this is going to be tough. I think Rune's the sort of guy, everyone can see what his personality is like. He's not going to be phased by this sort of razzmatazz of this tournament, is he? I don't think. I would suggest that he'll probably love it. Some players get a bit cowed by it, don't they? They're, they're not the personality for it. The, the Cam Norris and the, and the sort of the Rudes and the Rublevs, they're not. They're not keen on all that razzmatazz. I think Rune will be very much up for this. He doesn't fear Djokovic. He knows he can wind Djokovic up. Um, he's proven to be more or less his equal, you you, you could argue, on the, on the career series so far. And that's half the battle, I think, the mental. The fact that he doesn't come into this match mentally beaten like a lot of players do against Djokovic. Um, so over 22 and a half games here, that was an even money chance for Bet Rivers when mm. I looked at this yesterday. And that's, that's, my, that's my bet here. And that's still the bet. I, I like that. And also, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet you're over 10 and a half blind on all four of these matches. Well, I'm probably the first two. The ones tomorrow, I'm not so sure about. But I'd have a look could... at the conditions because, I mean, if it if it turns out they've drastically altered it, then that's going to be a problem. But, um, it, yeah, it's certainly worth, yeah, worth you should, noting. You should think that this is the top eight, eight players in the world. You know, there's a lot of money at stake. They are going to be quite cagey matches. I'm, I'm happy to take that blind anyway, regardless of the... The key, obviously, I want to know the conditions, yes. But the first match, we're going to, we won't know the conditions. I'd put the wager down before. No, you take a punt anyway. on the first match, yeah. yeah. But I do think I do think that this is there's going to be quite long. I think if you're going to go over total games, especially in the first set of rubbers, the dead rubbers at the end, forget about it. Yeah, so. that could be like 6-1, 6-2. Yeah. 
But in, Whatever, in these yeah. first ones, when they're competitive, I think that could be a good strategy, especially with the stats you mentioned there of the of the, of the first set and obviously the tournament of the of the match itself. So, yeah, Yannick Sinner, uh, we sorry, Yannick Djokovic, a whole good room. We're going to go over um, twenty two and a half games there, cashed in every single one of their matches. Um, never ever been a straight sets win for Novak Djokovic, which is a minus money shot here, and uh, we think that trend conditions. I think I think room could beat him. I think he should have beaten him last week. I thought, but I think Djokovic. I don't think Djokovic he cramped in that third set. There, didn't he? Did, did I mean he just? That's the problem again with Rune, isn't it? He, he, his physical conditioning is is dreadful, isn't it? For for a, a, a big athletic guy who's you know strong guy, it, you you don't expect to see it, but it happens time and time again. He's leaning over and he's hobbling. And the cramps are coming, and it was it was amusing watching Djokovic laughing at the end of that end of that set Djokovic was just you could barely con- conceal his amusement the fact that he'd played two sets of indoor tennis and it, and, he, and his legs had gone and the Djokovic 36 year old just packs his tennis bags up and goes for a bathroom break chuckling to himself um, Rune won't like that so I think, I think this should be I think it should be a, a good match better yeah. than the normal match you get at the tour finals I would suggest a bit of needle in this one Novak Djokovic Holger remember it's 3.30 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time and if you can't watch it on Sunday, and you've got, you know, say you've got the family round for lunch or something like that, you can uh, nip out and watch it on the on the tablet or your mobile device by live streaming the match on the Bet Rivers website. Okay, moving across to tomorrow Monday. So it's not Sunday. So tomorrow is Sunday. To, on Monday we have two matches. Uh, the morning match, eight thirty a.m., which is European time, after mid afternoon. Uh, we have Carlos Alcaraz up against Alexander Zverev. Uh, we sort of questioned Alcaraz's fitness coming into this, and um, I'm sure we're interested to see where Sean finds the value in this one. But Alcaraz is a heavy favourite, minus two thirty-five against Zverev, a man who has won this tournament twice before. He's won the tournament here in Turin. Um, he has a good record here. He has a big serve. Conditions should suit him, and he's caused Alcaraz problems in the past. Uh, they've met six times before. And it's three wins apiece. And the other thing is worth noting, Alcaraz hasn't won a match this year indoors. Um, Zverev's won five of his eight matches. Um, How many has he played, Alcaraz? He's played once. I didn't want to say that bit. (laughs) I was just trying to to get the stat in. When you said that, I had to say, I was trying trying to overhype the the bet here. Uh, They met once, twice this year. They met Miami. Alcaraz won 6-1-6-2 very easily and won the US Open as well, 6-3-6-2-6-4. Um, last time they met indoors was in Vienna and uh, Zverev won 6-3, 6-3 in the semi-final in 2021. It was a long time ago, but Alcaraz does come in with some major injury concerns and some severe lack of form. He's won his last, he's was, lost his last two matches, uh, surprisingly against Dimitrov and Safalin. Um, Sitsabas uh, beat Zverev in the last 16 at Paris in his last outing and the German also reached the quarterfinals in Vienna where he lost a tough match against Rublev. So, this is this is looks difficult for Alcaraz here. I mean, if you're going to get Alcaraz beat at a heavy favorite minus two thirty five, these conditions will suit the German. They're obviously, the head to head is good for the German, and the timing is good for the German. The only thing that worries me about Zverev is obviously he's got a few off court issues. He, he's involved in a, a potential court um, date with his uh, ex partner, and uh, that may be a distraction for him. But it should be a distraction for him. But wow. if he can concentrate on the tennis here, he's got a chance of beating Alcaraz. I think it's probably a good distraction for him. This, to be honest, he's when he's on the court, he's not thinking about that, is he? When he's off the court, he probably is. But I think this will be a good, a good way to sort of keep his mind off those things. You know, we've seen it happen before with various other players. He's definitely a fade for me, Alcaraz. Um, Post Wimbledon, nowhere really. He was atrocious against. Oh, nowhere, maybe a little bit harsh. He did make the semis of the, the U.S. Open, but 
again, it was a weird performance there, wasn't it? Lost a, a strange one to Medvedev. It was a, an odd performance. He was, as I said before, he was terrible against Saffelin in Paris. He's never played this tournament before. If it's quick, that, as you said, that certainly won't be helpful because it, his timing in Paris, as I said, was was the thing that surprised me. At one stage against Saffelin, it looked like he wasn't going to win another game. I think he was a breakup in both sets. The second set, he lost, I think, five in a row. Um just didn't look like he was going to win one single game against against Safflin. I know Safflin's an aggressive player, but I didn't think Safflin was that great. I think it was just a, a shocking performance from from Alcaraz, and that's how he's been specifically since the U.S. Open. He's he's been really poor, hasn't he? He's just going to need a, a massive, massive improvement from that. If he brings that get that level to this tour finals, he's he's going to get absolutely hammered. He's, he's not going to get anywhere near. I would expect him to improve, yeah, of course, but that price. Not for me. I'm, I'm more than happy to take Zverev. You know, Zverev has looked a little bit tired, as you said, but he should relish coming back here. He's won 11 of his last 16 matches at the Tour Finals, uh, Sasha Zverev. If it's quick, it will it will benefit that that serve of his. I think he's been a little bit unlucky in some of the matches he's played against against Alcaraz. That the one that you just talked about in New York a couple of months ago, he he was shattered, wasn't he? He played a, an epic um against Sinner wasn't it the, the previous round it finished about three o'clock in the morning or something he had no chance in that one um did beat Alcaraz at, at the French Open um has beaten him before he's not gonna he's not gonna be he's not, certainly not gonna fear Alcaraz more than happy to take Zverev I'm up it's, it's a bit you're taking a chance obviously but I think you have to take a chance I, I, I can't have Alcaraz at this price on what he's shown in the last couple of months so Several options. Take either Zarev to win the opening set while Alcaraz is still very rusty. Zarev to win the match or or on the handicap. I've I've taken I've I've plumped for set one here. Um that's around about two point four eight plus one forty eight chance that was with Bet Rivers um last night. But any of the options on Zarev are good here for me. Plus 148, Zverev to win the first set. Plus 180 to win the match. Obviously, if he wins the first set, he's gonna be trading minus money to win the match. We might, might as well just take him on the money line as well because Alcaraz does not look fit. So lots of angles, lots of opportunities to oppose the Spaniards on the Bet Rivers website. Head across to there and you'll be able to see all the different 29 markets there. But uh, we're very heavily on the Germans camp here. We want to oppose him against Alcaraz. And Alcaraz is a fave for us on this tournament. And the final match is an all-Russian affair. It's between Daniel Medvedev and Andrei Rublev. Two very, very good pals off the court. On the court is Medvedev, who's got the big advantage. He's played... They've made nine times uh, in this head-to-head sequence, and Medvedev has won seven of them. He leads 7-2. Uh, Rublev did win in 2022, and he also won in 2021, but they met twice this year in Dubai, a match where I was at at the final. Medvedev won 6-2, 6-2. And in the US Open, Medvedev also won in straight sets, 6-4, 6-3, 6-4. So in the head-to-head, it's been very, very, very uh, favourable to the former US Open champion. Um, Rubev is a player to me. I just think to myself, when he comes to the top level, he's not good enough. You know, he, he can win the tournament when everyone exits, and but when he plays and he gets to the quarterfinals, every major, when he meets the top eight, he's beat. This is where he's in. He's in that company here. I don't see any shock here. I think Medvedev will possibly get the job, but minus 182, I wouldn't bet. The handicap is minus two and a half. Uh, Medvedev minus two and a half. I'm tempted by that. And minus 112. And the total here is 22 and a half. And a lot of these matches have been pretty convincing for Medvedev. If you look at the, the, the all the wins he's had, he's won every single match. All seven of them, he's won in straight sets against Rublev. Yeah, I think Rublev's got to do something different. I said this before the, the match they played at the US Open and he, 
he didn't. He, he stubbornly refused to do it, Rublev. He, he's, you've got to have some sort of a net game, I think, to beat Medvedev, or at least put pressure on him. Rublev's he's, he, he tries to do it from the back of the court, and he, he has to win the point about seven times against the defence of Medvedev. And it it's very, very difficult to do that, because you wouldn't say he was better than Medvedev from the back of the court. Um, so he's got he's to do something different. He's got to come into the net. He doesn't like doing it. I have noticed, incidentally, that he has started doing that a little bit more in recent sort of weeks on on the indoor swing, Rublev. Maybe his coach has finally decided the, the obvious play is you've got to come into the net a bit more to, to give yourself some more layers to your game because that's one of the reasons he isn't beating these top guys. They know what Rublev's going to do. They know he's just going to try and outpower them from the back of the court. He's got no real net game. He's doesn't really have much of a drop shot. He's got to change those things if he's going to beat um, Daniel Medvedev. Um, he did beat him here last year. Having said that, Rublev did beat Medvedev here last year as a, a plus 200, um, 2 -1 underdog in a final set tiebreak. But as you said, the head-to-head -head is dominant. Service points won and return points won um, over those nine matches. 108 to Medvedev, 92 to Rublev. So it's it's been pretty one-sided. Medvedev's held serve 85% of the time. Rublev's only held his own serve 69% of the time. Um, overall, Medvedev's 8% better in terms of service points won and 8% better in terms of return points won. So how's Rublev going to win this? Well, uh, if uh, one of two ways. One, if he changes his tactics quite drastically, or two, if Medvedev doesn't play particularly well. That, that's, that's the only option for me. But this is a very short price for me on Rublev. Um, he was... 3.16 plus 216 in New York. He was a 3.94 plus 294 chance that match you were at in Dubai. Now he's about 2.45 plus 145. I'm not so sure what that price is all about. If I was having a bet on this one, I'd, I'd be taking, I'm thinking the same as you, I'm Medvedev minus two and a half games. Um, mm. He's around about, what, 1.9 or so with Bet Rivers? Uh, minus 1.5. He's let me just get it here for you. I've lost the page now. Yeah, minus 1.5. Minus two and a half games. Minus two and a half is minus 112. So, minus 112. So, yeah, I, I like that, but I, I just think that he's going to win easy. I just look at the every, every single seven, seven wins, seven straight sets, and I think at plus 132, 2 0, Medvedev win would probably be a little bit more. Yeah, it's not a good matchup for Rubler. The bottom line is he has to do something different, he has to come into the net. He's not going to beat Rublev at Medvedev from the back of the court unless he has an absolute 100% great day and Medvedev has a like a 60% day. Mm. That, that's the only way he's going to do it for me. So there it is. There are Sundays and Mondays opening matches at the ATP Tour finals in Turin. I'll be in Italy on Tuesday. I'll be at the tennis on Wrap Wednesday. Warm. And I'm flying back on Thursday. Very a quick visit, in and out. In Morning and out. flight Tuesday. Do you know how much my flight cost me? Um, who are you going with? British Airways. Return. I imagine the amount of flying you do, you probably got it on some sort of frequent flyer package or something. One pound. But... One pound. Oh, this sounds like my my sort of thing. One pound. My ticket cost it cost me twenty thousand Avos points, but it cost me it was a pound because you get all those all those miles from all the flights that you've done. It was where I got all the miles from was the World Cup. Oh because yeah, Qatar, BA yeah. is linked with Qatar Airways, and I went from London to Qatar. Then I came back, so I come back from Qatar to London, went back to Qatar, then went to Dubai, and then Dubai back to London. I picked up all the points from there, and it gave me trips to Europe for a pound. 
Bargain. I still haven't got my money back from the European Open, by the way. I told you it was the a European over, Open nine, over nine days. That was the best be bit about of all over time. nine weeks, I think, wasn't it? How many emails have you sent so far? None. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm just. I'm just. You know, just mentioning these things. You know, because these things happen on the ATP tour that no one, no one mentions these little rip-offs that go on. But um, for European Open Antwerp, I'm watching, and I'll be reporting back well, on my lack of re- refund. Well, let's hope we get but some. Let's hope we get some refunds on the bets this week on uh, on winning tickets. Um, what do we got? What do we got? Just give us a recap, Sean, of all our picks that we've got here on, in Turin. So Sinner to win it on the yep. outright market. Um, two bets on the, the matches that we talked about today. So over 22 and a half games at even money. Um, we bet Rivers that is in the match between uh, Holger Rune and Novak Djokovic. And secondly, I'm taking Alcaraz on Zverev to win the opening set. 2.48 with bet Rivers against Alcaraz. Yeah, the key points, Fade Alcaraz. Djokovic, can he win it? Terrible record. But we're saying Sinner is the winner in Turin. Um, that's it. That's it for uh, almost for the year. We'll be back um, probably next week sometime, hopefully for our, one of our last podcasts of 2023. It's been a great for everybody to uh, enjoy them. Thanks for all the positive feedback. Thanks for all the follows and subscribes. You can, tennis may be over, but the, the soccer is really warming up. The weather may not be, but the soccer is warming up across Europe here. We have all the action covered for you on Betting Weekly Studios YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to that. And also keep subscribing to our uh, channel here for the, the podcast, uh, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Uh, uh, Sean doesn't know this yet, but I want to do a little uh, podcast before we do go just wrapping up the season, some of our best bets and some of our best picks on the year. We've got some we've got some great bets there. Sean has uh, given us 40 units of profit on this podcast, and I'd like to do a little podcast on that, wrapping up our best picks, our unlucky ones as well. And also, I want to do... Shevchenko, stick yeah, that in there. I want to do a top 10 power rankings, Sean, of the top 10 tournaments on 2023. So I want me and you to uh, to compile a list of the top 10 venues uh, and why we like them so well. I don't know whether 10. I'll be able to find 10. Okay. Right, <laughs> I you can probably gonna... find about five or six. Yeah, well, I've got to put five in. You haven't been to, so I want to do, I want to oh, do the okay. top 10. The top okay. 10 of the ATP Tour. Anyone who wanted to come to the ATP Tour, these are the places to go and places to avoid. And I think the European Open, that's not going to that's not gonna be in, is it? That might be in the bottom five. Yeah, that's it's not certainly not in the top five. It's not going to well. If you get your money back, that could make the top 10. No chance. I'm already sour about that. So the whole food card thing, that even before this refund business, that that that's the stupidest idea of the ATP. I would never season. have done it. I wouldn't even put myself in position to get on that card. I can't. I, I just no way. You can't get any food any other way. So it's that all. I would have just. I would have just starved for a couple of hours and gone to a bar on the way out. I wouldn't have been putting a bar. On the, there's nothing around there. It's underneath um, the flyover of a I, of a, like a, a, a ring road. Listen, I can I can feast there's a little famine and feast, no problem. I can have it. Yeah, I'll go little on the way there's home. An Aldi and a little yeah, both get, actually. Get a couple Thought of bits on the way home and just get in, have a liquid lunch when I get back to the hotel. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's uh, the A to B Tour finals, as we say. Uh, good luck with your bets uh, this week, and we'll be back uh, for an update uh, from myself in Turin and Sean uh, giving us the best bets as the tournament progresses. But they're the first matches on the A to B Tour finals in Turin. Take care.